um, it's easy to hire on the skill set, but I really think focusing on hiring the right people and and realizing that it, they might not have that total skill set package, but and it might be more work for us as a company. But I think if we hire the right people, you know, that are willing to get there and we can trust are going to do the right thing for us, that at the end of the day, that'll make life much easier. This is From Paint to Purpose, a podcast by FCP Services, where we believe people drive growth, exploring topics related to company culture, leadership, and construction industry insights. Now your host. Welcome, everybody. Today we have Blake Jablonski. He is our project manager for the construction segment. Hi, Blake. How are you? Good. Doing good, well. Good. good. Awesome. So um, we start usually with... Tell us a little about yourself and how you ended up becoming a project manager. Yeah. Yeah. So on a professional level, I've um, been involved in some sort of construction, I guess, since I was a teenager, Um, you know, whether it was landscaping or earthwork or heavy civil. um, I uh, was lucky to have some great mentors, whether it was my dad or small business owners that I worked for in the industry. and then leaders in the construction industry. But yeah, I went to school for construction management um, after kind of being involved in it and then worked through college in the industry and mm-hmm. um, out of school, worked for a heavy civil contractor for about five years and then eventually uh, worked my way to FCP services 10 years ago now almost. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. And then on a personal level, uh, my wife and I have two young girls at home, uh, Lenny and Burke, and enjoy uh, anything outdoors and golf and all the normal Minnesota things anyway. So, <laughs> so um, why did you decide, I know you said, um, you know, through your dad and stuff where you kind of fell into construction. Was it your first choice or was it just because you fell into it? Yeah, no, my dad actually wasn't really involved in construction, um, just business, but yeah, just growing up, that was kind of what I did as a teenager through high school working and and it was just kind of what I knew and I I didn't, I loved it, you know? So I think as long as you have a general interest and passion for what you're doing that's important so Mm -hmm. looking back I'm glad I've gone this route I don't know what else I'd be doing but um, I think just um, liking what you do is important so how has your role changed from the beginning of you working at FCP to what it is now yeah a lot (laughs) a lot so um, yeah like I said almost 10 years ago now and at the time I came on it was it was a pretty small team James and Robert and uh a couple others in the office here. Um, so yeah, really came on, you know, I had been a project manager in a different industry before coming here and came on really to just help support the workload that, that, uh, Robert had going at the time. And then really over the last 10 years have evolved into, you know, a lot of different, uh, scopes or areas of work within the industry. The company's evolved. We've grown like crazy. And then, um, now, um, you know, just leading our construction segment. Um, so we got a team of people we're continuing to build on on the construction side. We still have our national paint side doing huge things in the Minnesota segment. So, yeah, it's definitely a different company from when I came here. <laughs> but um, a lot of the same people that were here when I started are still here. And, uh, you know, the people 
the people are what make it what it is. So it's good. How have you seen the culture change with the people here? I know we have like um, people that have been here 10, nine years, and then people that have been here two, um, to a one, one year and in between. How have you seen the culture change? I don't, I, I actually don't mm-hmm. think it's probably changed a lot. I think we're okay. more vocal with what it is okay. now. You know, we, we put it on the mm-hmm. wall um, and people can see what it is. But I mean, when I came, uh, Chip and James and Robert, I mean, they were living all the things that we that we live now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's what's built the company is what they were willing to do for people and and putting everybody else before them. Um, so, yeah, I think the culture is really similar to what it was then. We just we're more vocal about it. We hire based on you know, what we believe in the culture we want to maintain. So mm-hmm. that's important as we grow. And then, of course, over the years, people that don't fit with what we're doing leave mm-hmm. um, eventually. So that's all a good natural progression. And, um, yeah. How um, how do you relate to FCP's mission? I, I guess I relate in the sense that I believe it. So that's, right. to me, that's the most <laughs> important part. So, um you know, building a great company with great people and unlimited opportunity. You know, as a personal mission, you probably have a lot of people have a similar um, mission for themselves. Mm -hmm. And then on a company level, um, yeah, I think if you believe it and you live it and you trust that everybody else here is living it, that's, that's what's important. So has there been a time where the culture wasn't what you thought the culture was, or there was a shift where you were like, Hmm. What's going on here? I mean, I'd say there's times where um, we've had people on board that probably aren't living, mm. you know, our mm-hmm. values or, or kind of uh, the culture that we're trying to maintain. So I wouldn't say as a company we've ever made a decision or, or an effort to um, sway from what we're doing. But, mm-hmm. you know, as people come on and you realize maybe they aren't who we want them to be or who we need them to be to maintain what we're doing, then yeah, there's probably a brief hiccup in, in, uh, how that goes. But, you know, we've, like I said, naturally those things kind of work themselves out and people come and go. And I think at the end of the day, we we're always going to end up with the right people as long as we maintain what we're doing. How do you choose your teams to make sure you have the right people? Yeah. So, um, (laughs) I'm not sure. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think we talk about it all the time, but I think really you have to hire on skill set to some extent, but I mm-hmm. think just hiring for people, you know, who they are is, is the most important part. So 10 years ago, I wouldn't have bought into that. Um, mm-hmm. cause it, it took more effort, um, right. you know, to grow people take a good person and grow them into a great person with a massive skill set rather than take somebody with all those skills and deal with some um, people issues. Seems easier at the time, right? But, Mm -hmm. you know, since then, I guess um, my view on it has changed drastically. And as a company, we've changed drastically. I mean, we've um, invested endlessly in the people side. And Mm -hmm. it's just, I feel like it's had such a big impact on who we have here and how we're able to serve the people that we work for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You being a um, project manager and leading your own team, what is your leadership style? Um, 
I guess maybe a combination of a visionary style and a servant style. So mm-hmm. I think it's, for me, I think if we mm-hmm. have good people and we can lay out where we want to go, mm-hmm. um, the people that we want to hire are people that enjoy taking an end goal and figuring out how to get there. Um, so I think, um, I think those two styles kind of embody to me what, um, is, is a, to me, a good way to lead, I guess, the type of people that I like to have around anyway. But. <laughs> so changing subjects from people to projects, tell me about what your, um, role consists of. I know a uh, project manager is very broad and you do more construction, but, um, tell me more about what, what that role is. Yeah. So, um, project manager, um, coach, uh, um, visionary, I guess you, you have to be able to visualize workflow. Um, but I think the people side of project management is probably one that's overlooked. So I think Mm -hmm. by definition, if you looked at project management, you'd say, Oh, you take a project, figure out how to, how to win it and figure out how to execute it and close it out. But I think the relationship side of project management is one that's probably overlooked and, and the people that are in it probably realize how important it really is, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's internally or with our clients, um, that's a big deal. So it, it makes projects go smoothly um, it improves communication, and at the end of the day, it brings more work back to us. But so, um, what does a day to day look like for you? Um, yeah, so I guess for me right now, kind of splitting roles with with uh, you know leading the construction team and then still running projects on a project level. So. I guess there's a lot of different things going on, but I would just say from a project management aspect, um, in simple terms, it's just continuous communication. So mm-hmm. like I said, I mean, there's nothing that can mm-hmm. replace just good relationships with your project team, with the owners, and just being open and honest and clear with everything that's going on. So I think there's obviously a lot of uh, in-between tasks and um nuts and bolts to the work that have to be gone through and get done day to day. But I think at the end of the day, if you're focusing your efforts on making sure everybody's in the loop on what's happening, mm-hmm. communication's clear, the end goal's clear. Um, that's where a lot of your effort has to be focused day to day. So does that effort um, continue obviously from the start to the, of the project to the end, or do you at one, at what point do you have your team sort of take over? Um, yeah, it depends on the project, I guess. So, you know, some projects were in, were involved in the design phase or helping scope projects for owners pre-bid. Um, mm-hmm. other projects were coming into a hard bid and other projects were negotiating, you know, with an existing relationship, um, and then going into the pre-construction phase from there. So yeah, I don't know, probably just to answer your question, probably just varies on project. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're going to handle it as a team of people, if we're going to assign it to one individual person to run it or, mm-hmm. or how that goes, but what are some projects that are you, um, that we're working on right now? Yeah. So right now 
you know, within construction, we kind of have two different um, buckets. So we have our, our national construction or GC group where, you know, we're doing anything from um, building envelope restorations. Um, you had went and looked at a, we did a big stone facade project um, for one of our, our really good big box store clients um, doing hotel interior renovations. Um, we're uh, getting all set up to start on some big box additions and build outs. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And then um, kind of the other side of the, our construction segment is the break fix side. So we do um, reactive facilities management or repair work for multi-site clients all throughout the U.S. Um, so Jeff and Jessica lead that team for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, any given day, we probably have 200 plus work orders open on average um, and just figuring out how to how to uh, have the right people in the right places and execute that type of work. So all kinds of stuff going on on that side. But. <laughs> what does that um, work orders consist of? Can you give us some examples? Most of the facility stuff is, is like I said, it's reactive repairs, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of it's building envelope related, but not necessarily. So it might be where a car ran into a building, um, we need to go get it buttoned up and taken care of, or um, they got graffiti on the building, we'll go mm-hmm. get it touched up and repaint over it or cover it up. And um, for a lot of the big box stores, we do flooring work, so tile breaks up or they have a trip hazard or things mm-hmm. like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's somewhat kind of smaller scope stuff, and then a lot of it can turn into, you know, it might have started as a leak or they think they have a little water leak or something somewhere, and it might turn into a massive water intrusion uh, uh, project. So, yeah, never know. But. Um, you were saying that a water leak <laughs> sometimes can be bigger. What are ways that we can help um, facilities managers prevent stuff like that yeah so um that's that's the lifelong struggle with um with clients of course so we have some that are really good at understanding um what it means to keep up their assets and try to be ahead of things and um, put the money in to keep tabs on kind of where things are and then there's others of course that are just totally reactive in what they do Mm -hmm. um and once it's a problem then they'll spend money and for the most part, that works out uh, to the negative mm-hmm. fiscally <laughs> anyway. But, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's different things we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our sister company, IDS, who um, we provide uh, immersion data services for different multi-site clients nationwide. Mm-hmm. So there's things we can do with them to help them keep tabs on what their assets look like. And then just as we service um, different properties for different clients, trying to uh, be proactive and pointing out things that might get away from them in the near future or should be looked at before they become an issue like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, What are some of the projects that you've enjoyed doing? You know, I'd say just any, any project that's relationship based, tends to be more enjoyable. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a bucket of really good clients that we've done work for for a long time. And um, when you can kind of get to a spot where, you know, we understand between uh, us as the contractor and them as the client, we're both benefiting from what's happening Mm -hmm. and we both need each other. 
typically those are just much more enjoyable projects. So um, <laughs> if we can be on the same team, that's great. There's other projects where um, it's just purely transactional and um, it might be a low bid for a public entity or it might be just purely transactional from a hard bid standpoint. And mm -hmm. those can be good too. Um, but for the most part, those are the projects where it's, um, you know, it's not to say um, that you're not trying to get to the same place, but they're not, they're usually not as fun as uh, when you can do it with somebody where you're, where you're on the same page anyway. Mm -hmm. So you like the challenge. Yeah, I mean, any of the any any time you can finish something up that was, you know, at some point in the project seemed to be a disaster for a day or two or whatever it was, and mm. um, you can work with uh, the client and um, ownership to work through it and figure out a solution. Those are always the most satisfying when you're done, anyway. So, how do you prepare for the commencement of a new project? What steps do you take? mentally and I guess physically. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, number one, I think just being able to visualize kind of like I was saying the workflow. So that's mm -hmm. probably one of the most important things. And if you can't, um, just having trust, you have to trust in your subcontractors and your project team that, that they can, um, they have the expertise to get you through it. So, mm -hmm. um, I think just having a good understanding of uh, how that workflow has to happen. And then to me, just having an ultimate understanding of the project is the most important thing for a project manager. So to me, you have to, you have to know that project better than anybody. You have to know better than the architect, better than the owner, um, better than your subcontractors. And, you know, with that comes um, the horsepower to work efficiently mm -hmm. um, and with speed and, and be able to be the uh, kind of the sounding board for everybody else involved. So to mm -hmm. me, that's the most important part in preparation is just having total understanding of, of what we're doing. <laughs> um, what do you think makes a good project manager? What skills do you think um, make someone stand out? Yeah, I think um, on that preparation side, like we were just talking about, just having mm -hmm. the attention to detail or, and the willingness to to get into things to that extent further than probably anybody else involved. Mm -hmm. um, and then just being able to, like I said, visualize and plan. But um, the plan is great. We always try to execute to the plan. But I guess being somebody that can adapt when you finally get the proverbial punch to the mouth um, is is important. So, mm -hmm. um, being able to understand that, um, as a project manager, you certainly have a role or a defined role. Um, but when things change, the end goal stays the same. So what we have to do to adapt, to get there, <laughs> uh, that's an important skill to be able to think on your feet or think on the fly and adapt to what has to happen. How do you motivate an, um, your team when a project isn't going as planned? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think having good people, um, a lot of people find that enjoyment in getting through those challenges. So mm -hmm. there's certainly days where it's not enjoyable um, right. for anybody, you know, that that just happens. Um, and um, it's great when things are going well and the motivation is high and 
and things are rolling. And then when it's not, I think just having the discipline to know that um, there's still an end goal and we got to do what we got to do to get to that end goal. Mm-hmm. And then knowing that when, when we do get there, um, it w- like you say, it'll probably be one of the more satisfying things that you've been through, uh, just probably not for that stretch of time. But <laughs> <So. laughs> looking back, you, you, you realize that. You learn stuff. <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. You realize so. how adaptable and flexible you are when I didn't want <laughs> Yep, yep. I was going to say something, but it was it was inappropriate for <laughs> our audience. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, let's see. What, if, what advice can you give someone who is trying to um, have a career similar to yours? I think just make sure... Um, make sure you understand what it is and that you enjoy it. So, um, yeah, whether that's through finding people that are doing it now or um, maybe you've already been involved in it and you know that, but mm-hmm. I think just really understanding what it is, that's probably with any career, just really understanding what it is and making sure that that's something you want to pursue mm-hmm. um, is probably number one. And then number two, maybe just finding um, – I'd say finding mentors, people that are doing it, that have been successful at it, you know, mm-hmm. if you're young or um, in school, finding an internship or if not, just being able to job shadow somebody and, mm-hmm. and getting a feel for what it really is. Um, and then just figuring out how you can learn from those people that have been there and done it well. Mm-hmm. And maybe more importantly, the people that have done it well and treat people the way that you you know, would want to be, uh, would want to treat your people eventually down the road. So I think there's a, there's probably a lot of people that have been successful from a monetary standpoint in the industry, just, um, but if you can find somebody that's done it well and been able to grow people and, uh, everybody still respects them at the end of the day, even, even after they've done well, I think if you can learn from those people, I think that's the most important part, but. What are some of the challenges that you've run into as a project manager that um, everybody runs into? Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, people are just people is just a challenge no matter what in any business. I suppose that's always your number one challenge. But um, maybe on a project specific basis, customer expectations are. Mm. You know, in some cases, lack of knowledge, which is fun, actually, when you can help somebody understand, you know, what they have going or or uh, or what they need or things we can help them with. But I would say just, you know, with certain people, unreasonable expectations or, mm-hmm. or not really having an understanding of what their assets are or what they need or whatever can be a challenge to work through mm-hmm. a little bit. But it's all fun. They're so. all in- I'm I'm assuming you learn as you go and then you're you don't make the mistake again once you already learned it, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um what do you do to stay informed of industry trends? It used to be I mean, it used to be you just read all the publications, right? ENR or Lead or AGC or things like that, but now I think if you just follow all your coworkers on the LinkedIn or Instagram <laughs> right. or your uh counterparts elsewhere or whatever it seems like it's kind of an unlimited flow of blogs and podcasts and 
<laughs> video <laughs> clips and everything. So yeah, right. it's pretty easy now. Yeah, yeah that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> um, what advice can you give an organization that is trying to find a project manager for their team? Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's, uh, yeah, it probably seems difficult current state. I mean, it is. It's definitely not as easy as it's been in other times. But like we were talking about earlier, I think just mm -hmm. um, it's easy to hire on the skill set. But I really think focusing on hiring the right people and, and realizing that they might not have that total skill set package, but, and it might be more work for us as a company, but I think if we hire the right people, mm -hmm. you know, that are willing to get there and we can trust are going to do the right thing for us that at the end of the day, that'll make life much easier. So, yep. yeah, I agree. Definitely. So, um, is there anything else that you would like to talk about that we didn't discuss? No, thanks for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any questions for me? No. No. <laughs> okay. So how can our audience connect with you? I know you have a LinkedIn page and we will definitely tag you on it, but what other ways can we connect with you? Yeah. LinkedIn's probably LinkedIn. easiest. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Blake, thank you for being here with us. We really appreciate you taking the time and um, giving us a little bit of your knowledge as a project manager and see, I'm looking forward to new projects and more footage. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To learn more, visit fcpservices.com. Until next time, remember, people drive growth.